Who doesn't love a good manifestation story or two? These are examples that I found that I thought would inspire you to know that what number one, trusting the process really is where you just persevere and you don't let any obstacles get in your way. And no matter how long it takes, you go after it. That's number one. And number two is just that you not only trust the process, but you're doing what you love to do. And often I think trusting the process is easier when you are so passionate about that thing that you do that you don't want to do anything else. And these are great examples of that. And these are people that are a bit older because I wanted to use people that had late in life uh, passions and and pursued them later in life. Uh, and so, like I said in the episode, a lot of these people didn't even probably know about manifestation, but they were automatically using it. They, it was a tool in their their human toolbox that they were using unbeknownst or or un uh, like they they had no clue that they weren't aware they were using it, but they were using it. And and because they were using it, they're perfect examples of the the one of the mistakes I was talking about in my last episode about that's what we fail to do is we fail to trust the process. We we tend to talk ourselves out of things so easily and and give up and think, oh, this is you, you doubt, you doubt that there's somebody else helping you because you can't see the universe. You can't see the energy that is, uh, uh, you know, that is helping you, that you're attracting to your mission. And um, it's just, we only believe what we can uh, see, hear, smell, touch, uh, and hear our five senses. That's that's a human aspect of us. But we have a sixth sense. We have this energy. Our spirit is helping us. But because we're human, we, many of us don't believe that we really have this assistance. And so maybe these people didn't know they had the assistance, but they, they used that tool and it's just one of the, the aspects of manifestation that is so key and you need to have in order to really use that sixth sense to get what you want. So hope this episode is, is further enlightenment on the manifestation process by using real life examples. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. 
I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Living Your Spark Second Half. This is a continuation episode in a way of my manifestation episode that I did earlier in the week. Uh, I was talking about the five myths or mistakes that are made with manifestation. And this one is specifically about the third one that I, I mentioned, because I think this is the one of the ones uh, that is probably misunderstood or made the mistake of most. And that is trying to control everything. And thinking through what you want to manifest by logic or forcing stuff through logic uh, and believe that you have to, if you don't have control of it, it's not going to happen the way you want. And so what has to happen is you have to trust the process. So for that reason, I wanted to do an extra episode about that because I wanted to share examples of people who trusted the process. And I don't even know if they knew they were trusting the manifestation process because I think a lot of them, these examples are older people. And I think a lot of older people, these these people didn't know really about manifestation. It, it Maybe it came natural or they were just following their passion. And when you follow what you love and you follow your passion in a way that's trusting the process, because if you don't give up on that passion, if you don't allow life to steer you in a different direction towards, oh, the thing that you should be doing versus the thing that you love to be doing. And these people followed the thing that they loved doing and they didn't question it. So trusting the process means having faith in the journey towards your desires, even if you don't know how or when those desires will manifest. It means focusing on the present moment, enjoying that today moment and taking each step towards your goals without getting too attached to the outcome. These people, these examples, they didn't necessarily care about the money they were going to make or the people they were going to please. They were just doing the thing that they loved. And when you do the thing you love and you let go of that outcome of money or pleasing others, and feeling like you you have to control it and understand every single step along the way, when you let go of that and surrender to the universe, 
understanding or at least having faith that it will all work out for you because the universe source wants you to have what you want. And you, and when you think about what you want, it will bring it to you. And so many of us make the mistake of thinking what we don't want and doing the things we don't necessarily want to do, but we think are the right things to do it. So this trusting the process means believing that everything happens for a reason and that the universe is working in your favor, even if you can't see it yet. And the steps you're taking maybe don't make sense. So when you trust the process, you're able to stay focused on your goals and take inspired action towards them without being discouraged by setbacks or challenges. You push through those things. And in these examples, you'll see they push through these discouragements and setbacks that they've had because they love what they're doing so much. And that's what I try to stress people is find what you love, what what excites you. And at first, maybe you don't even know what that is, but it, it's what you're curious about. And maintain a positive mindset and be open to the possibilities and opportunities that come your way. Don't ever think that something isn't possible. So ultimately, trusting the process is about having faith in yourself and your abilities and in the universe helping you, that it's on your side and believing you have the power to create the life you want. But it's, it's, it's in the letting go and the believing in the possibilities. So the first one, I usually use women examples because a lot of my listeners are women, but I'm going to use a man to start out with because he's got a really great story. Colonel Sanders. And I'm sure you know Colonel Sanders. You can picture him in your mind. He is the founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken. And most of us have at one time or another had a Kentucky Fried Chicken breast or wing, or thigh, or leg. <laughs> I'm a breast person. I like breasts. I like the white meat better than the dark meat. But I do love a good chicken leg too. But he was born in 1890. And so manifestation probably wasn't a big thing that was talked about. Didn't have the internet <laughs> to, to read up on all this stuff. Uh, so it, it, this really came naturally for him. I would would guess unless he had an amazing mom or or dad who who taught him uh, these universal laws, but he grew up in a very poor family in Indiana, and he he worked a lot of jobs. And you'll find these people didn't have the passion that they found and led them to their their purpose and the thing they loved uh, was not something they they did earlier in their life. And so he worked a variety of jobs, including a farmer, of course, being on a farm, uh, being raised on a farm. He was a railroad worker and he was a gas station attendant his whole life. And when he was in his 60s, his early 60s, 
he began cooking fried chicken at a small restaurant in Kentucky. His 60s. So all you 60-somethings, take note. Despite facing numerous setbacks and rejections, remember I talked about that? Have faith. You persevere. He clearly loved his fried chicken. And he probably got a lot of feedback that it was really great. He trusted the process and continued to pursue his vision for a successful fried chicken business. And so he started to travel the country, cross the country, pitching his, his recipe, his fried chicken recipe, to restaurant owners and trying to build a following. Now, this is in the day when you had to, like, go door to door. You couldn't, like, just put a post on Instagram. <laughs> but at age 62, he opened his first Kentucky Fried Chicken franchise in Utah. So he was footing it for at least a solid 12 or 24 months there. If he didn't start cooking fried chicken at a small until he was he was in his 60s at a small restaurant. So he was probably cooking a bit of chicken before he turned 60, but he probably wasn't doing it uh, at a very, uh, uh, you know, where he was, he was sharing it with a lot of people and certainly wasn't going to door to door. And somewhere along the way, when he started doing it at the restaurant, he started getting feedback. I'm sure that made him feel that it was worth sharing with more people. Because when you have a passion, usually want to share that and, and impact people with your passion. And that's what he did. And so he started his first franchise in 1952 and it was a huge success. And you know, the story, it's the, one of the largest fast food chains in the world. And uh, he never gave up on his dream of that successful fried chicken business. And he achieved incredible success as a result. So that is the Colonel Sanders story. So the other person I want to talk about, and I love her story too, Louise Hay. And you might not know her name, but she, you, you have, if you are a personal development junkie like me, you probably have benefited from her life in some way. Uh, but she was born in 1926, another uh, person who uh, it happened a long time ago for her. But she was born in Los Angeles, California, and she faced many challenges in her early life, including poverty, sexual abuse, and, of course, a very difficult childhood from that experience. So that led her, though, to tap into the power of positive thinking. And it led her into wanting to study metaphysical teachings and spiritual practices. So as she got older, and this is in the 70s, so if you are doing the math, 26 to 70s, she's, she's getting in, her, in close to her 50s here. So she learned a lot and then wanted to share what she knew. So she started teaching workshops 
on positive thinking and affirmations. And she soon became known as a leading expert in that field. And so she published her first book called Heal Your Body. Uh, I believe she had, uh, she got, I believe she had an illness. It might've been cancer. And she was able to cure herself. Um, I think she, you know, obviously got treatment, but uh, she was given, I think, not not a great prognosis, and she recovered. Uh, but she wrote this book in 1976, so 50 years old. And then she wrote many, many more books after that on self-help and personal growth. So, oh, yes, yeah, so cancer in her 60s uh, is what uh, she was diagnosed with. But, yeah, she ended up founding a publishing company called The Hay House, and so a lot of really well-known authors published books through the Hay House. Uh, but it was focused on self-help and personal growth books. And, and so it specialized in that. But she became a beloved and respected teacher and mentor to millions of people around the world. And I think there's an Instagram channel. Uh, you could probably... Google it and search on Instagram for, for Hay House. I think they have a lot of great quotes on their channel. Uh, but again, she is a powerful story of how she trusted the process and perseverance and positive thinking that all the things that are a part of manifestation and a lot of people make mistakes not doing. And she and Colonel Sanders did that. And so, yes, these are two great examples of old people who older and later in life were able to find a new passion, a new purpose, and make a huge difference in the world. And I wanted to share those stories. I also have, uh, I posted on Instagram, uh, and it's actually might not be up yet. It's it's um, scheduled to be up. So if I think this is going to go out earlier in the day, then that post is going to go up. But you can catch it and see. But I have, uh, I think, uh, about six examples. These two are included. But um, yeah, they're really great stories. Irma Rombauer, who was the publisher or the uh, author of the Joy of Cooking series. She's got a great story. Uh, and Ethel Percy Andrus, she was the founder of AARP at age 73. And uh, another man, because uh, I'm highlighting some men in this uh, segment, uh, Morgan Freeman. So he didn't really break into acting until he was... 49 was his first big break. Uh, not that he wasn't acting earlier. He was, he was, he was, do, he was acting, uh, but he was also in the military, which I thought was interesting. And so he was in the military and then, yeah, got into acting, but he didn't have his first big break until he was 49. And then his part, which you might remember, Driving Miss Daisy, where he was the driver, that was 52 years old. And that's like where most of us discovered him 
and he was 52. So I think those, these are all great, great stories of uh, people who really manifested their, their passions and, and made them into a purpose. And uh, they probably weren't manifesting with intention, uh, but because I, a lot of us or a lot of these people, I know I didn't know anything about this until I was age 60. And now that I know it, it's like, now I know how to use the tool. But a lot of these people just, it just happened just because they loved their passion so much that the, the universe responded. And that's what happens when you're working your passion and your thoughts are all around your passion, the universe, and in some ways these people were better off <laughs> because, uh, you know, they weren't allowing logic. They, they just, they just were operating from their intuition is really what they were doing. And so many of us operate against our intuition. They, we, 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 we squash our intuition. We are, uh, so busy. Uh, we can't even think we're so busy. And so we squash our intuition and we logic our way uh, through life saying that that's stupid or that's, I can't do that or whatever. And, and probably we have too many options now, nowadays, there's so many options we have to choose from, whereas these people had less options. And uh, like Colonel Sanders, you know, he loved making fried chicken and it was a lot better probably than being a gas station attendant uh, or a uh, person working on a railroad. And so he said, I'd rather make fried chicken. Um, so we have a lot of things that distract us, I think, in this day and age. But once you really know how manifestation works, it's a tool that is so valuable. And it's never too late to chase after that thing that lights you up. So go do some chasing. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark Second Half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at notyouraveragegrandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.